And here she is, uh, Kabunina Kubeka is in the building. Uh, and it's even difficult to intro you. I mean, we're going to speak about literally the coolest thing that you're about to do in a couple of days because it is like levels to how oh, cool babe, this whole thing is. Listen. Uh, but first, I kind of want to just get to know you a little bit better. So the first time I saw you on TV was when you were the third Dupsi oh on Mubango. Oh, goodness. Um, which is like 2006, seven, I think that yeah, was. That's yeah, so ages ago, <laughs> my word. I mean, it's 10 years. How in, do you 10, even remember years. that? Because you... I was on Kids TV on Cubase 28, and ah. Mubango would play just before at 3.30. We're, we're on the same channel. And we go on at 4. Aha. So it was always, we'd, so we'd be on standby to go live, and they'd show the TV feed, yeah. and then Mubango would be playing. Yes. And then then it would come to us. So then, yeah. And so then, that's how that connection happened. And then they schooled me that there was like lots of doopsies. <laughs> <laughs> so get to know which is which. Um, and look at you. You've grown you beautifully. You look incredible <laughs> with that beautiful beard going on. Uh, so uh, that was my first time that I sort of came across you on television. Right. Yeah. Right. It was a great experience. Yeah. It was fun. I mean, it's, 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 you know, when you've done so much work, uh, but people have only seen your theater work or they've only seen your, your, your live work. When you go on TV, it's almost like it's a rebirth because uh-huh. now people, other people are, are seeing you for the first time. Then they're going, oh, okay, now oh, now you're on TV. I'm like, guys, we, <laughs> we've been in this industry, we've been working. But I mean, that on-screen um, appearance, uh, you know, that on-screen sort of life uh-huh. started there and it, it, it's been incredible. I mean, that was the, the first sort of Massively publicly yes. acclaimed thing, right? Right. Because TV just amplifies. Quite right. You're Theater's right. It's like you can hit a hundred people at a time and right. they'll love you, but yeah. it's still a hundred people. Yeah, you're right. You're so correct. Um, and I, that must have been really cool. And I wonder if you knew at that point that years later, the soapies would become such a big part of the work that you would go on to do. You know what? And, and I think it's also about readiness because at that point in time, I felt I was so ready for that because I was interviewed by literally the, the media you know Sowetan was there all these publications were there and the question was are you ready for this uh-huh. and I was like what's the big deal why is everyone asking me if, if, asking me if I'm ready but I didn't realize the controversy between Dupsi 1 and Dupsi 2 now there's Dupsi 3 mm. only then did the penny drop and I was like oh my goodness so there's there's that going on you know it's the it's the injuries because she was still injured at the time and then it's the controversy from the second Dupsi so what are you bringing to the table uh-huh. you know so it was it was rather damning in that in that view but for me, my aim was I just wanna can I just get to can I just do it? Can huh. I just get the work done? Can I just yeah. get in there and act? Is it uh daunting when you go into a set like that for the first time? And yes. you have this massive role. Because yes. I mean it was, it was I very agree. noteworthy at it the time. Is, listen, it's very daunting, number one, because number number one, I thought when I auditioned, I was auditioning for like a nurse for some other character. And I think while when they were assessing you know, or looking at the tapes, they thought she could actually play the character of Dupsy. But I had no idea that there was actually, they were looking for a mm. character. But of this Dupsy. is apparently what Duma does. He just apparently, sees people and then puts them yes, in other roles. Yes, yeah. yes. So it's <laughs> you not like you, it's either you do it or you, yeah, it's not that you pick it up or you just don't. Um, so I guess that was the surprise. And then I was really surprised when they said, Oh no, you're going to play the character of Dupsy. And I was like, but you already have a, but so there was too many parts uh. and I just had to make it work. And, and it's quite controversial because as you go, get onto set, other people prefer the first Dupsy. Others like the second one. Now you're the third one. Yeah. Why do we even need a third one? Why is she even here? What is she going to bring? So there was a lot of that. Even, even the directors were like, you know, I remember my first two days, I would go home crying because the director really? would be like, she's not delivering. 
And I'd be like, oh my goodness, what? So it's, it's, it's hectic because at the same time, not just for me, but for the crew involved and for the rest of the cast, they're used to mm. that person playing Gypsy. They're familiar with her because she actually set the tone. You know, and then now there was another person who played Dupsy and she said a different tone. Now there's this third one. Really? Come on. So, so I, I understood my coming in and I understood me being a catalyst, not just catalyst in terms of the character, because mm. she was a catalyst herself, but just the fact that it was, I made people feel uncomfortable because how do we get to, used to you? And then when people get to know you, when they get to get the feel of you, then they think, Oh, you're actually quite awesome. Mm. You're quite great. But it, 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 it's, you do need to go through that first. And then you get that, uh, and it's really, really cool. And a lot of people will come into a soapy, they get an amazing opportunity, right. but then you don't get to sit down with them 10 years later and they're still relevant. Right. So there's something that you've done that mm. you've cut through the clutter because this has been a successful career that mm. you've had now. When we look right. at the bio and stuff, it's mm. like you've been working. Right. And consistently. Right. And mm. over and above that, you've even found stuff that you enjoy and yes. made that work. Yes. So you yes. haven't just been a victim to keeping the lights on. You've actually done that and then at the same time figured out what you really want to do yes. and ventured into fitness TV, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you think it is that you figured out early on in your career that enabled you to cut through so that you can sit 10 years later and be relevant? The moment I was, I was interested in the industry, I did not wait for the industry to say, hey, come audition. I've, I've always been in the industry. So when people say to me, why are you not celebrating 10 years in the industry? I'm like, but it's, it hasn't been 10 years. It's been way more than that mm. because I've been busy. So when I looked, when, when I, when the industry eventually said to me, when the TV industry said to me, come and be part of us, then it made sense because my point here is that I'm not, I wasn't looking for celebrityness. I'm an artist. So I came into this knowing that I, I'm interested in the art. I'm interested in the craft. So whether you get acknowledged or not, as long as I'm doing what I'm really passionate about, I'm a huge fan of the industry. Mm. I respect the industry tremendously. So for me, the industry is that. It's, it's quite, it's, it's, I, I, I handle it with kid gloves because every single thing that I do in the industry, I do it with uttermost love and respect. So I feel if, if, if an artist carries themselves in that manner, genuinely so, Genuinely so. If you really, really love what you're doing and you're passionate about it, it does you know, there's there's two um blind singers. I think they're from Mali. They they people love them worldwide. They get onto that stage, they have no idea how many people are watching them and how many people are just crying and they just get on stage and they sing. Mm. And that's what they do and they just love it. And I think this is what I feel like sometimes we lack that in the industry because Especially now with social media, it's all about the followers. It's all about, you know, being popular. It's all about, are you the coolest? Are you, are you, are you, are you the it girl? Are you in the it click? And I think that that takes away from your craft and the passion mm. of your craft. So which is why you will be uncool, but you always stay working because you love what you do. And I think for me, it's been that even before I did Movango, when I did theater productions, when I, when I traveled with my, with my dance shows, mm. I would still get the same appreciation. Whereas, as I get off stage at African Footprint, someone would be like, you know, there's a cast of like 20 people, but I was able to see you mm. because you danced as if you, you're in a trance. And that's what art, that's what our industry is about. When you're on air, you are that. When you are, when you're on stage, you are that. You know, and I think this is what people forget. People are too distracted by too many things. So mm. when I'm on stage performing, that's all I know. So when people say to me, what, but what do you love the most? I honestly don't have an 
one answer for you because when I'm on stage, that's what I am. When I'm on set, being that's, Nina Zandela, that's who I am. When I'm on, so it's, 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 it's just that passion that, that just engulfs you when you really love the industry. What do you think is the major difference between you on set on a show like Mango like 12 mm. years ago mm-hmm. and the way that you command your space now? I don't even think it's my doing at all. I really feel like I've been the same in terms of respecting the space that I'm at. Mm. So when I got to Muvango, obviously I didn't know, you know, what, what, in terms of the terminologies, in terms of, you know, when you're downstage, uh, stage left, those types of things. So mm. I had to learn those quickly and be familiar with how that works. And also. Cause it's quite an intimidating oh, environment. My that. goodness. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> and also it's not like you are, it's not like you guys are a new cast. So you all uh. new together. So you're like, in this particular scene, you with like the tandazas, the maralos, the what what. So immediately you starting to think, ooh, and they know all these terms and yeah. it freaks you out. So it's important for you to do your research and do a uh-huh. background, even if they've given you a character bible, but you need to create your own character bible so that, so that you, 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 you draw more out of your character so that things make sense uh-huh. to you. So it's been that I've, I've had to learn quickly, like the biggest thing, the telephone call. After the, after you hang up the phone, this is huge with, with Muvango especially. When you hang up the phone, the camera stays on you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I've seen it where you, you can look like a tit. When you're like, you can look like an idiot. But if you know your story, if you've read this entire script, not just your lines, uh-huh. if you've read the entire story and you've, you understand that whole episode, then you know where your character is. Uh-huh. So when you hang up the phone, you thinking, shucks, that's, this is just a mess. Or you're thinking, oh, this is great news. So without saying those words, uh. as you hang up the phone, that's the emotion uh. that comes out of you. But not, that's not in the script necessarily. Yeah. You need to find those things. So I feel like f- the journey from Muvango to the lab and everything else that I've done is just me. So more than commanding your space, it's, me, it's, it's you understanding it's understanding the industry better, understanding your craft better, and knowing how to deal with it. So I feel mm. like now on set, I'm much smoother. It, it's easy for me and the director to communicate. And I think the discipline of reading the, you see, I can't even, I can't even say this enough. People today, and I get it, people are busy, they've got lives, because you don't have a life when you read the entire script, right? So people don't read the entire script. They just read their lines. Mm. And, that kills you because you don't get the entire concept picture. of the story. You need a bigger picture. It's not just about you, but it's that ego where it's about me. I'm Nina Zamdela. It's about me. So mm. this, this is all I care about. That kills you. So because I understand the entire story, I'm able to say to the director, no, but when she leaves my place, she goes and sees Gabriel, who is also from. So I, so I talk with the director holistically. I talk mm. to a writer holistically. So, so what I'm saying makes sense and that's just been my decision and it makes you I don't it just makes you secure. You feel secure as well, an Well when actress. you see the big picture you're always more successful Thank in life you. regardless. They, yeah. Exactly yeah. that. So I think what kills a lot of people babies is is is, is is the limit like you the people limit themselves too much because ego limits you. Mm. Ego makes you just think you you're, you become a people pleaser. That's what ego is. It's like when you stand on top of a mountain. Are you on top of a mountain to see the world? Or are you on top of a mountain for the world to see you? And this are, these are completely two different worlds. Mm. Why are you standing on top of a mountain? Hmm. Do you want to see the world? Or do you want the world to see you? And for me, is 
definitely the first. I want to see the world. That's what I'm about. But a lot of people are about the world seeing them. World, yeah. this is me. See me. And I've learned not to judge. It's your choice. It's mm. your decision. But look at how, look at what your career decisions are and look at how far that takes you. Hmm. What I love about you is that you can speak about what it is to be on set in a soapy context or a TV drama context with such a level of wisdom um, and sort of uh, intellect. Uh, and then you can do the exact same conversation for dance. You can do the oh, exact man. same conversation for yoga. Right, right. It's, I mean, I don't know how you're saying people don't have time or whatever. I don't know how you have all this time. So we're going to get into that in a second because if this is how you're speaking about um, TV acting, I can right. only imagine – with yoga and the sort of oh. massive philosophies behind that, Oof, how deep and emotional this is Ooh, all going to get. Don't make, so. things, don't make us cry. It's already, I mean, the, the sky is crying. Don't make us cry in, in here. Uh, so but more with Carbonina uh, on the other side of this. So this is crazy to me that uh, you first fell in love with yoga 10 years ago with <sighs> Lebu Matosa. I mean, in, what a story. Insane. How did that happen? So because I danced with, Le, I danced for Lebu Matosa. So, yeah. We used to enjoy rehearsals. We used to do hectic rehearsals and then add some extra stuff, start doing workouts. And then Lebu said to me, you know, Kabunina, I saw this thing about yoga. Do you think we should give it a try? I was like, well, I've always been keen on this yoga thing. Let's go. So we went to the Ilovo Trap Center mm. when they still had the carpets, like the old... Before they, because now the studios look great now. Mm. Uh, sorry, Sally, but I'm just saying, when we came, <laughs> when we started, it was like a different vibe with the carpet. So Sally and her mother, you know, met them there and quite expensive. I mean, Sophia was like, wow, why is it so expensive? Yeah. Silova, yeah. Silova, I mean, hello. But also the fees, like the yoga, because I mean, also when I do my research, just across the board, it, it's quite, it's quite an amount, uh-huh. but it, it makes sense when you get into that lifestyle, you start realizing. So Yelebo and I start attending this yoga session and I'm thinking, this is insane. It's Bikram, it's in the, in that heated room uh-huh. and we're sweating and we are challenged and I'm falling over and I'm not getting it right. My body's feeling physically. And I was like, this is what I deserve. I want this. Ever since then, I never looked back. Huh. So I think Lebo and I probably did two more classes together after that. I don't know, maybe she lost interest. But I just, I continued. And, and what, 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 what I fell in love with was yoga has no, there's no judgment in yoga. So there's no mm-hmm. race. There's no sex. There's, there's no gender. There's nothing. It's just you and your, and, and your mat and you and your, your spirit. Cause mm-hmm. you make decisions. You set the tone. This is what I want to achieve. Cause whenever you start a class, you always set the tone. What do you want to achieve? Mm-hmm. What are, you, what are your expectations for your body? So that the teacher is merely a guide. But it's about you. You set your tone and I fell in love with that. Hmm. So then it's, then there's obviously now, like maybe say five years later, then I start falling in love with yoga variations. So, oh, this, this head to knee pose. Oh, there's a variation to that. Oh, I'm loving this. So then you start, say then seven years later, you start creating your own variations and that's what yoga is. Hmm. Yoga just sets the, the tone. It gives you the basis. And from then onwards, you just go crazy. You, you create your own, Things you create your own poses and whatever feels good and whatever feels right. As long as you know your alignment, as long as you know where your body is, and as long as you know your posture and your placement. But I mean, the 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 health benefits of yoga, mm. the the yo, it's this. You know, this industry is so filled with noise. You know, and and by noise I mean there's a lot that's happening in this industry constantly. And I feel like as an artist, you need to find stillness mm. in that noise. So that's what yoga does. So we in this room, it's heated. We have to find these postures. You're slipping, but you need to find stillness in that pose and hold it. 
hold it in that discipline. And that's what yoga has done for me industry-wise. It has helped me find stillness in the industry. So whether there's noise, there's people saying this and productions, sometimes you want to be part of a project, but somehow you're not wanted in it because of political reasons. I'm like, really? Can we put politics aside and just focus mm. on the talent? But I've learned that this industry is not just about the talent. There's politics behind it. There's issues. There's drama. So all that noise it could frustrate you and cause you to give up. But if you find stillness and know where you are and know what you want, you'll continue moving forward. And I feel, I feel like that's the impact that yoga has made in my life personally, but also in my, in my career. Mm. It, it, it has really fueled me and it's, it's given me amazing balance. But it's a very hard thing to do. I mean, people mm. will sit down with you and they'll explain what meditation is and mm. then, it's actually very, very difficult to, cause we haven't conditioned ourselves like that. Agreed. Which is probably, I mean, 10 years into yoga, you'd be able to say all the stuff mm. that, cause I think some people look at it and they think like, oh, I don't understand this balancing. Yes. How is that possible? Yes. Cause I'm literally sweating my lungs out and right. it's, I'm uncomfortable. Right. Um, right. but what do you have to do and work on within yourself to get to a point that you are open to stillness? Because mm. it's not something that comes naturally <gasps> to us. I love the way you just said that open to stillness. Yo. You know why I love the way you said that? Because whenever I do workshops, uh, dance movement workshops, <sighs> introspection, we're not open to talking to ourselves. And I think this is the problem, not just with the country, but worldwide. We're not open to, to, to going into ourselves and saying, what am I doing wrong? Who am I? What do I want? We are very, we are people pleasers. We always want, we believe what the, what Google says. We believe what Instagram says. We believe what they say instead of believing self. Mm. And so, so being open to stillness is about being able to listen to self. So for me, it was that. I think it came at a time where I just felt I need to be able to listen to self and be open to stillness. So it takes you understanding who you are and genuinely what you want. And this is difficult. I was raised by a single parent and you know, in primary school, I've always, you know, you, you go to a black school and it's a different story where Everyone's raised by a single parent. Then I moved to a white school. And in the white school, there's, there's a daddy daughter dance. There's, you know what I mean? So then I start going, where's my dad? Why is my dad not part of my life? So then I start crying about that. Now I'm emotional about that. And, and I think that fight with myself started, it led me to, I need to find something. So my mom is like the greatest because she's never, you know, uh, Bad mouth my father. She's never, she's always said, no, baby, your daddy's there, but you know, maybe he's not available at the moment. So she's always found ways to sort of make it better, you know, mm. to cushion it. But I think obviously you can't just rely on that. You need to find something within you that's going to help you sort of cope. And I think eventually going through life, high school, you know, meeting friends and talking to people, reading books, and then starting to find things like your yoga. And then that sort of helps you understand. Then you start, then you don't, you don't dislike your father. You understand that, okay, you know, it's his journey. His journey was, it was really not for him to be part mm -hmm. of your journey. So you start accepting those things and you learn the art of letting go. Ooh. So you need to be open to stillness in order to understand all those things. And it's not easy. It, it takes, it takes you being able to be alone. A lot of people can't be alone. You, you know, I, I've, I've got like a cousin of mine who dates, like serial dates. I'm like, but why don't you? And, and without, cause you know, you have to speak without judgment. Mm. There's nothing wrong if you want a serial date, but maybe you want to be alone for a bit. Just experience yourself alone. It's such an amazing journey. Mm. So not many people are comfortable with being alone. Why? Because when you're alone, then you start having the conversation. Not everyone's comfortable with that conversation. 
So it takes you to a point where you are open to stillness and you have to be comfortable in it. So when you're in a yoga pose and you're in that position and you're sweating. I'm just doing it now. Sweat, yeah. No, I have to do it now. Like I have to do it. Yeah. Like, I have to be real. And you're sweating and you're, and you, cause you're holding onto your ankle and you're slipping, but you need to find it and hold on to it. And then the moment you find it, find stillness in it. Breathe. Find stillness in it. You, you can't, you're shaking. You're like this, but you need to find stillness and breathe and then change. Hmm. Savasana. And you know, Savasana is when you just lie. Hmm. And Savasana is also part of, cause people think Savasana is just throw yourself. I'm like, Savasana <laughs> is also part of the practice when uh-huh. you just lie there in stillness. But I love the way you've put it. Even, even the posture is like that. You're open to it. You need to uh-huh. be open to stillness. So I'm going to steal what you said. I love that. Open, <laughs> you need to be open to it. Kamalina, what do you think is the most interesting thing about you? Oh, how can you even ask that question? <laughs> I mean, obviously your answer is going to be rooted in what other people might say no, is interesting thing even, about you. I don't have an answer no, to No, there must that. be an answer to it. I mean, you're sitting in all this savasana here. You must be thinking about can something. I, no, I need to tell you. It is, let me tell you. It's having, I'm, I'm interested in conversations. Like this conversation with you right now, I didn't expect this to be like this. Like I thought it would be just, you know, hey, da-da-da, yoga, da-da-da. You know what I mean? I didn't think it would be so deep and, and have such depth, such, such, such depth. Is it depth? Depth. English depth. Depth, depth. depth. It's depth. Yeah. depth is the, what you owe. Right. It's, you know, I didn't think it would be so, so rich. And, and for me, this is what's interesting. The fact that, you know, we can go there. We can, we can be, we can be rich. Without even having planned to be rich, mm. we just are. So for me, this is really, I find this, int- the fact that we are able to go there. You see, I don't think you can be, you probably can, but I don't think you can really be interesting by yourself. I think what makes you even more interesting is, is, is the space that you're in, you know? So f- right now in this space, I really feel interesting and interested. Yeah. You know? It's a two-way street, I, I guess. I feel like that. It's an interesting question as well out there. I think it is. I agree. In this context of 2018, yes. I mean, we're living in a day and age where, um, I mean, a selfie by its nature is like, look at me. Yes, it's of a course. Self- and of we, course. people don't put pictures up without photoshopping them. That's yes. what Instagram yes. is. Yes. And I, I wonder how someone like you responds to that because it is so intrinsic to what you have to do. Mm. Um, and as an entertainer as well, it's naturally intrinsic to you more so than other people right. to want to share aspects of yourself right. and inspire and uplift other right. people. Right. But what do you think of the world that we, that we're living or the world that we are starting to live in? I think we, we, we cannot ignore it and we cannot run away from it. So you need to take it, for example, social media. You cannot say, I don't want to be part of social media because it's all egocentric, it's all fake, it's all false, whatever. You need to see it as it is and take what works for you in it. You know, so, um. And you do that a lot. A lot of your Insta posts are like inspirational quotes. I'm, and yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of that. Obviously, once in a while, you know, cause at the same time, I'm, I'm an entertainer and yeah. I'm set and always with makeup on. So I always do a pickup or, you know, with the uh. makeup on and whatever. So I, and also the fact that I am, I'm an entertainer. Um, it, it, it makes everything else that I do very interesting. So when, when, I mean, I've been running my dance to fitness classes for over 10 years. And the reason why people keep coming to the classes is because I don't just teach you dance and movement. I entertain you at the same time. Mm. So it's the same thing as when, when I'm by myself, when I start, you know, sort of creating or, or, or doing self, cause you know, self yoga, when you, when you self teach, mm. it's, you, you learn so much more. 
about yourself but also about a posture and like sometimes I sleep and I think how why am I not getting this posture right what am I doing wrong you know so those things make you interesting they make you find self so so for me, I, I really believe that those are the kinds of things that matter. And if you're able to make those things matter, I think that's what, that's what makes life interesting. So in terms of your social media networks and, and, and the kind of lifestyle that we're living, you know, a lot of people say to me, Oh, but it's not part of what we like. But you know, it's, it's, it, it depends on what you find. Like I'm really, I'm, I really follow, um, yogis. Mm. I follow yogis from across the world. And I saw a post where someone said, follow every page that makes you feel worthless. You know, because I guess there are pages out there where you look and you see uh, some star holding a certain bag, sitting in whatever car. And at times, I guess, you know, especially a lot of these youngsters, youngsters that I work with, they really feel that's the life. Instagram, and before it was music videos. You'd go to an event and they'd be playing music videos. And the music videos are basically saying that's the life that you yeah. should be living. You know, adverts, and now it's on your phone. Now mm. it's literally here. This is the life you want. You don't know how real that is. You don't know, you don't know how, how genuine it is, but in your head, that's what you want. So I always believe follow pages that that inspire you mm-hmm. so um so for me being on social media i'm I'm following um the vegans lifestyle vegetarians um i mean i had a huge deep, uh, argument with 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 veganisms with with a vegan <laughs> because oh blimey veganism has got nothing to do with health at all right a lot of people think it does i was one of those it's just got to do with anti-animal cruelty yeah so you can be the unhealthiest vegan out there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're so, packing the sugar, yeah. Yes. So I did. So this argument was sparked by a vegan page where they 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 put up images of Skittles, of Oreos, of all these, mm. and, and 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 they said, you know, um, you're a vegan. This is what you guys can have. And I was like, oh hell no! Why are we having no? So and then I then we start this. This sort of this debate And then the person starts explaining It's because it's got nothing to do with health Veganism is about anti-animal cruelty So when So this one The one lady says No but Skittles The red ones They use animal uh, blood or whatever For the color oh, And then so. they said No but they don't do that anymore And then I'm sitting there going I thought this was a health thing <laughs> And I'm also saying Why are we saving animals But killing ourselves yeah. uh, You know what I mean So so I guess with veganism You need to be very careful with that But also decide how you want to take it. So I take it a step further in terms of health. So I decide that I'm not going to go vegan or vegetarian but pack in the sugar. So it's about finding balance. So I was just making an example with some of the pages that one can follow mm. that, that can spark interesting debates. So these are the kinds of debates I'm interested in, not debates about, oh, your hair, oh, so-and-so did this, so-and-so slept with so-and-so. That's not what I'm interested in. So mm. my social media uh, platforms are all interesting. Because I'm about that. You know, so I think one needs to find what you're interested in and then your social media or this, this lifestyle that we're moving Stuff into. Stuff that uplifts you. That's how, that's what's yeah. going to keep you interested. Because we don't really know actually what to do with the social media thing. We have the tool, but we don't know how to get exactly. the best out of it. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want to run out of time without speaking about the fact that you're in Hong Kong in a couple of days. Oh my goodness. Uh, this is all just such a cool thing. You're going to be touring Botswana, Zanzibar, Tanzania. You're going to bring it back to, uh, SA. Um, and it's just very, very exciting. I mean, who heads out on an international tour? <laughs> like who does that just in the scope like, of the what year? What are you doing? But just tell me all about it. Oh man, you know what? So I'm I'm interested in these yoga retreats 
And I've always been interested in how these yoga retreats work. So obviously me following these yogis, looking at Bali, looking at all of this. And what I've always said to myself is yoga has made such an impact in my life. But as a dancer, choreographer, especially rooted in Afrofusion dance, I want to make an impact on yoga. Mm. Because I've seen how other people in other countries switch it up and they add themselves to it. These are the instructors. These are the people that are sharing because yoga is about sharing. So I felt the need to share a bit of a drum beat, a bit of a body ripple to the yoga practice. So it's still your traditional yoga, but I'm adding I'm adding some fire to it. I'm adding some Afro, Afrochude so cool. to it. And this is what I want to share. This is what I want us to explore. So that when I start bringing it back to the African continent, where especially with kids, because the benefits of yoga for children is insane. Because we're talking hand-eye coordination. We're talking health. We're talking posture. We're talking spiritual balance. We're talking mm. stress avoidance. So that's what's important. So when I bring it back home, then kids start realizing that it's not a foreign concept. This is actually who I am. Then they start enjoying it. So, so, um, that's the aim of what, that's what Kabo Yoga is. So with, with, in Hong Kong, I'm joining heads with Yoga Raj and Yoga Raj is born in India, living in Hong Kong. And he is just, he's an incredible man. And he's just open to us doing this for, for Nelson Mandela. Cause I saw this Nelson Mandela centenary. Yeah. And you know that Nelson Mandela did practice yoga in Robin Island. I didn't actually know Listen, that. Listen, yeah. he practiced yoga on Robin Island. This was, uh, we were told about 2016. This came out by Fakir, um, an inmate of his, wow. Mr. Fakir said, no, uh, Dr. Matiba did practice some yoga. Huh. You should have seen the whole yoga community was like, yay, oh my word, yeah. oh my word. So part of the yoga centenary is that, but also more than the fact that he practiced yoga, it's what Dada really believed in. It's what, you know, he was, he was, uh, he was about forgiveness. He was, and you cannot really forgive if you don't understand self. So everything that Dada stood for all, all is rooted in self. So he understood who he was and he understood what he wanted. And I think this is what makes him a global icon because he was a man about self. And this is what I, I personally want to celebrate with the, with this, with the yoga tour, especially when I come back to South Africa, when I do the July going to schools, mm. it's, it's really a selfless act. It's just about youngsters understanding self. And I think that will also help in terms of, so who are you in the social media world? What kind of pages you follow? Because young people, they're getting younger and younger. I mean, mm. I see them younger and younger and I'm like, what are you doing on social media? But you can't really take them away. They're in it. So I think, you know, my sort of duty or calling is just for kids to understand self and to love self, to be able to say, okay, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. And this is what I believe. And this is what I feel the, 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 the Dada Matiba legacy has always been about. And really for me, the tour is that, I mean, it's, it's really that even in Zanzibar there, it's different. It's, it's couples coming in, it's families coming in, and there's going to be more of a yoga retreat vibe where in the morning we do something, they go have fun. In the afternoon we do something, in the evening we do something. So it will always be intertwined with some dancing, some movement, because you can't go cold turkey and just, you know, just throw them into mm. a, 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 a complicated yoga routine. So if you started off with some dance, some movement, um, some icebreaker, and then you go into the yoga. So that's sort of my strategy with the tour. And it's so cool. Some cool partners on it as well. Brand South Africa yes. and the South African consulate in Hong Kong. I yes. can't believe this is just a few days ago. 
Um, hanging out with the Carbonina on the other side of this one final question. <laughs> what on earth are we going to ask her? It's so crazy. I just love you. Uh, one you. final question with the Carbonina. It is uh, next. This is cliffcentral.com. Actually, <laughs> I actually do know what I'm going to ask you as the final question, Carbonina. Okay. Uh, and the final question is this. Where did you grow up? Where? Where, yeah. Orlando West, you mean in my younger, younger young, days, young, Orlando, young. Orlando West. So where would you have been when you were about like, let's say, let's go like 14, 15 years old? In town, central Johannesburg. Okay. Yeah. So you were in Joburg? CBD, yeah. yeah. CBD, Joburg, 14, 15 years old. Okay. Where cool. are you going with this? So game? here's the question. This is the final question. So the great thing about this interview is that we're going to make a podcast of this interview. Right. Beautiful. Um, so that it lives forever. The piece of audio, what you were like on this day and time in 2018 at oh, this hour. Golly. Um, and because I'm so cool, uh, if I had to go into my time machine, and uh, head back to 15-year-old Kabonina hanging out there in the uh, Joburg CBD <laughs> and play her this interview of you in the future, what do you think her response would be? Oh, my word. And you got to think about everything we've spoken about. The way you ask your questions, <laughs> you are insanely incredible. I think she'd enjoy it. I think she'd, she'd look forward to the future. I think she would enjoy it because it's not, we, we're not one dimensional as people. We've got quite a few layers. We quite, we can't, we're quite oniony. We are onions. Um, so I really feel it would be an enjoyable one for, to, for the little one. And mm. I love the fact that you asked that because at 15, I was always interested in, you know, like a lot of different artists, what they're about. I've always been interested in what, what's Janet Jackson behind the amazing choreographer, dancer. What's, who is she behind that? So I've always been interested in reading her interviews because I, I guess that's what you do when you're interested in someone. Mm. So a, an interview like this, that's quite in-depth and, and real is rare. You know, it's so rare to get such. And I'm so glad I braved this rain because I'm like, <laughs> oh gosh, it's flooding. It's insane. I'm like, what? Can't we do it telephonically? But I'm just really happy that, well, that's, that's good. This, is, this is it. It, it is you. You are, it's, it's rare. This is really rare. I'm telling you now because most times you do an interview and most of the time the broad, the, the, the person interviewing you is on the phone and I'm trying to have a conversation with you, but you're on the phone and she looks at me and she's just like, no, keep talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so there's something different with you and, and, and at this point in time, I feel like it was supposed to be this way. You know, the way that it was exactly the way it's supposed to be. And mm, it's very emotional. Amazing. Amazing. So no, it's been great to hang wow, out with you. Thank you. And I love that, uh, that 15 year old you, you're doing it a bit of discredit, but I think she would think this is hella cool. Oh, that golly. like your life looks the way that it does. And that so many of those aspirations, that 15 year old probably would watch TV at night and have ideas of, it would seem like such a far removed concept yes. that it would be your reality in 2018. Wow. So wow. that's cool. Wow. Yeah, Can I ask cool. you the same thing? What would I think? Yeah. Uh, I'd probably be like, uh, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> like <laughs> I would probably just, yeah, I actually wonder at 15, I think I was like, even mad, more so. Awkward. Cause with, yeah. I mean, from kids TV and you, you've managed to find 
your relevance. You know what I mean? Like you've, you've always been interested, I guess, from the Kiss Television program, you've always been interested in different people. Mm. And I think this is what shapes you in terms of how you speak to people, how you ask questions. That shows a genuine interest. Unlike, yes, I was a, I, I was a kid star and this is who I am today. Anyway, you know, you're on my show, right? So, <laughs> you know, so you've got a completely amazing point of view of, wow. of seeing things. This has things. just been such a, there's no objectivity wow. in this interview. There's oh my zero. God. Well, listen, <laughs> if, if, if it has to be there, it has to be there. Listen, it's been so, so cool to connect wow. with you. Thank you. Um, and you are fantastic on social media and you're super <sighs> uplifting. Uh, so how do we connect with you? And I mean, certainly ahead of this Hong Kong trip, we totally want it. Well, of course. I mean, look, I, I, you know what, what I want to do, Kelman? I want to share um, everything that happens on the trip. Yes. I mean, there'll, there'll be some added stuff because I know others are saying, yeah, we know. Because, you know, some hot guy... Who happens to be Bay uh, might be. Who you do yoga with? And everyone's fly- like very excited. <laughs> he about might be this. flying into Hong Kong. Oh wow! So we might be. There might be a little bit of a reunion. So I know people are like, oh, we want to see, want to see. But I'll be sharing. Uh, <laughs> I'll be sharing the, a lot of stuff with Yoga Raj. I'll be sharing um, some of the places where we're doing it. We are. We are at the. At the ah, uh, my goodness, they're going to kill me. Ah, uh, ah! Uh, but anyway, it's one of the. It's, it's it's a popular hotel, and we're doing yoga on the rooftop. Ooh. So so it's really really stunning. Um, and. You know, so I'm going to, sh- I want to share as much as I can with people so that mm. we, you know, we are, we are on every journey. We are on, we are on this journey together. And hopefully I'm going to try and find a way. I'm going to speak to Leroy to see if we can connect one of the, maybe on the thing. Yeah, that'd be after. so cool. It would be we so good to connect. Oh something. my goodness. We just did a session or yeah. uh, we are about to do a session, that'd something like that. Cool. Oh, it's the Park Lane. It's a Park Lane hotel. Cool. Apparently Park Lane hotel is one of the biggest hotels and in Hong Kong, it's one of the biggest. So that's where it's going to be happening. So it's going to be insane. You're so have such a cool time. It's going to be so great. Yeah. And I really can't wait. And listen, I've, I've traveled a lot. Um, but, you know, Hong Kong is one place that I've always been interested in, uh. and I'm I'm interested in in uh, Disneyland mm. in there. So, so there's a lot that I'm going to also explore, but take everyone on a journey. So, you connect with me on Carbonina underscore Q. That's Twitter and Instagram Carbonina underscore Q. And then, um, I mean, I'll be posting stuff on my website Carbodacious dot Um, but I mean, I'm all over Insta Story. I mean, there's no. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Yeah. But I mean, no, you're everywhere. On, everywhere. Everywhere. You'll see everything. We're going to have fun everywhere. Be more than if you were in Hong Kong yourself. All right. <laughs> Kelmanina, thank you so much for thank stopping you, by. Thank you. Very, very cool to hang. Thank you. Kelman on cliffcentral.com.